Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What if you could become a better person, not by working harder, but by taking one small step a day? And not because you're a bad person now, but because there's something inside you that's ready for more. How to Be a Better Person gives you one tiny step a day you can take to be the person you want to be. My mission? To help you live your best life. Hi, and welcome to How to Be a Better Person. I'm Kate, your host and author of the book, How to Be a Better Person. This week on the podcast, we're talking about how to cook more of your own food because it's healthier, less expensive, and better for the planet than takeout. And because it's a creative act, It's movement, and it's a fundamental way that you take care of yourself and the people you love. And how about that? That was pretty cool, all wrapped up in one package. But let's be honest, figuring out what to eat can also be overwhelming. So today I'm interviewing Kate Schultz, co-host of the Dinner Sisters podcast, for her tips on how to figure out what the heck to have for dinner. Kate is a home cook through and through with no professional chef experience or training, so she can definitely relate to that feeling of having no idea of what to make for dinner and of being turned off by a complicated recipe. I'm excited to get her insights on how to make cooking less stressful and more delicious. Kate, welcome. It's so good to have you. Yeah, it's so fun to be here. I'm really happy to be on your podcast and um, talk a little bit about dinner, one of my favorite things. Yeah. Well, let's dive right in. Tell me, why is dinner so important? Like, why is it something that we should try and figure out? Yeah. I mean, I think when, so my sister and I do the podcast together and when we talk about dinner, it's fundamentally about feeding ourselves and feeding our families. So we do have a bit of a practical bent to it. Just this like idea of getting nourishment in your body at the end of a long day. But also we think it can be something fun to do. And like you said in your intro, it's that it's a creative act, it's movement, um, it's some way to relax and connect with people. Mm-hmm. And we have just found over time that finding good recipes to cook just kind of adds a nice end note to your day. I love it. So to that end, you have a podcast where each week you and your sister cook three recipes, right? Mm-hmm. From different food blogs. And then you share your results with everybody. And that's a lot of cooking, you know? (laughs) So what have you learned about how to make cooking dinner easier, less time consuming and still delicious? You got any kitchen hacks to share? Oh my gosh, I have so many kitchen hacks to share, but I will say, yes, it is a lot of cooking. (laughs) And we, you know, what's, what's funny about it is people say, oh, you must be cooking every night. And the fact of the matter is I cook those three recipes. Typically, those are the dinners I cook per week. The rest is leftovers Mm -hmm. or maybe some takeout. So I think that's actually one of our hacks is if you can make, get yourself to three recipes, three dinners a night, it's actually a lot of cooking. And then you'll find that, oh, I'm actually going out to dinner at at such a place or, oh, you know what? We just want to have leftovers that night. So cooking three dinners a week as kind of a baseline is actually one of our biggest kitchen hacks. Other than that, one of our favorite hacks is actually from Andrea Wynn. She is a Vietnamese American cookbook author and James Beard Award winner. And hers is to cook rice ahead of time. 
And mm-hmm. I'd not thought of this before. I mean, you can get it, you know, dry. It just sits there on your shelf, but she cooks rice for the week. And so I do that all the time now. And it is such a time saver. <laughs> you just reheat it with a little bit of water or some folks put, um, it, you know, the rice you want on a plate, put an ice cube on there. So kind of nestle an ice cube into your, into your rice, okay. cover it with plastic wrap and then nuke it. It depends upon your microwave, right? But you'll know when it's hot. I start with a minute. Then I got a new microwave and it was up to one minute 30. So the ice cube is melted and the the rice gets kind of re-steamed and it tastes almost as good as fresh. Mm. And stale rice is good for, or, you know, day old rice or whatever is good for things like fried rice, right? Oh yeah. You do fried rice. You can make um, little rice balls and kind of hide some ham and cheese in there and kind of form them with your, your hands. And then you've got mm-hmm. a little delicious snack. Yeah, definitely. Rice pudding, which I will eat for dinner. is also, <laughs> <laughs> And cause you should, um, raisins are high in fiber. Also a good, good idea for that. Um, so ri- yeah, so I think anything that you're that rice kind of keep throughout the week is one of those pieces that we have been really relying on for the past three years. We've been doing our podcasts, one of our, our staples, I think. Right. Okay. Th- that's cool. So you really, you don't have to gear up for seven meals every oh week. <laughs> no, don't do that. That's, that's banana pants. No one wants to do that. No. Um, yeah. Three meals a week and find recipes that you can rely on. Like we don't think that there are necessarily bad cooks out there. They're just poorly written recipes. There are a ton of recipes online that are not good recipes. They will tell you the wrong thing. They have the wrong steps. They don't, they're missing an ingredient or they're just not delicious. And so mm-hmm. find blogs or sources. I mean, old standby New York Times cooking uh, for obvious reasons, everyone loves because the recipes work. Smitten Kitchen, everyone loves her because the recipes work. Um, if you go on all recipes, I mean, good luck. I hope it works out unless you've got a lot of experience. And I've been doing this for three years now, so I kind of know what a good and a not great recipe looks like. Mm-hmm. It can get a little dicey in there. <laughs> I'm <laughs> laughing at the pun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> always love a good cooking pun. <laughs> So what are some of your go-to resources or strategies when that inevitable, what are we going to have for dinner feeling strikes? Yeah, I think, so I'm not a meal planner, but I do tend to shop for my groceries, thinking about the meals that I want to make that week. Mm -hmm. And then that way I've kind of at least have three recipes that I want to make. And if I really don't want to do any of those recipes, I have found like keeping the rice in the fridge is a great trick because of that. I think kind of having, like I said before, a roster of recipes that you know always work mm-hmm. is a great way to kind of get work your way through that what the heck to have for dinner feeling because <laughs> you're like, oh, I always like making chicken quesadillas. Or I know that um, we've got a great recipe that we found for barbecue chicken pizza on a naan bread. And mm. so you just have the naan in your fridge, in your freezer, excuse me throw them in the oven with some shredded chicken, cheese, and barbecue sauce. It doesn't sound like this. You're like, oh, well, okay. But to have these simple recipes on the, you know, oh, I can just make this thing. I know I always like it. It's easy to make. And I can go back to kind of that thing. By the way, that recipe is amazing. Mm. Um, much better. It, it under promises and over delivers. So recipes like that, where you can just know, oh, I've got none in the freezer. Cool. I'll make that. You know, lots of recipes, I think, that use a rotisserie chicken are great ones to have in your back Mm -hmm. pocket. 
you know, I talked to my mother-in-law about this because she was a working mom. She had five boys. And it, yeah, I asked her, like, how in the heck did you do this? And she, you know, she's in her 90s. Her husband was not helping with the meal prep mm. or the childcare mm -hmm. or what have you. And I asked her, Cora, how did you do it? And she's like, well, I'll tell you what I did. I had stuffed peppers on Mondays and we had ZD on Tuesdays. And I can't remember what the other days yeah, were, but sure. basically, you know, it's what you were saying. She had her go-to recipes that you could almost make in your sleep that are always a crowd pleaser and mm -hmm. you don't necessarily have to overthink it. And then if you, right. it sounds like you're saying, if you want to add something new or experiment, oh, you only have to do that once or twice a week. And then. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think, you know, some people love a schedule make a schedule. You know, if that floats, if you love to know night to night, what you're going to make, I will rebel against that. I know. What if I don't <laughs> feel like that on Tuesday, but you also don't have to go into a big recipe search every night, right? If you mm -hmm. have a list of like in your head or even written down somewhere, 10 to 15 recipes that you always know work, you can cut and are pantry friendly there are a ton of them out there and we've got those on our website too. Then you just say, Oh, I always have a can of tuna. I always have some white beans. I have some parsley, olive oil, and a little bit of green onion. Now I've got a white bean set and tuna salad. Mm -hmm. I always have those ingredients in the house. Betsy likes to talk about keeping um, a pantry of kind of cuisines that you like and not necessarily every type of spice in the world. But if you tend towards, <laughs> it's funny, the ziti and uh, uh, stuffed peppers are very Rhode Island Italian to me. So if you, cook, <laughs> if you cook that way and those are the foods you love, keep those items in your pantry. Always make sure that you've got olive oil and oregano. And maybe don't worry about having the Japanese sesame oil if you never make that food. Um, maybe that's what you go out to eat. I personally right now have in my pantry a lot more Oh gosh, I'm eating a lot more like Lebanese kinds of things. I've got sitar in there. I've got cumin. I've got lots of like herbs and spices. Um, I have some flatbreads in the freezer. I kind of cycle through. I'm rather fickle and it depends on what we're cooking for the podcast. Mm -hmm. But you know, if you prefer, I have a friend who really loves to make Japanese um, and Asian foods. She has a ton of those things. She has pickled plums in her fridge at all times uh, because that's what she loves to make. So then have those things. And those are your go-to recipes, but you don't have to worry about expanding to be everything for everybody, including yourself. Um, just have some, have some favorites and keep your pantry stocked with those things so you can make them when you want to. Awesome. And it also sounds like you want to think about what your, your base is, what your favorite mm -hmm. kind of base is. Like you have flatbread pizzas and it right. sounds like you make a lot of rice. I always have tortillas because we can make burritos, we can make quesadillas, I guess. Exactly. My kids like Mexican, so. <laughs> yeah, and, th and for that reason, you know, make sure you have a couple cans of black beans and a couple cans of refried beans in your pantry. Then you can always make tacos because you always will buy those burritos. Um, those kinds of things, I think, really make dinner a lot easier. Right. So if you were talking to a friend who confessed that they just don't feel like they have the time or the skill or the desire or all three to make their mm. own dinner most nights, what would you say to them? Oh my gosh, I get this all the time because people <laughs> like feel guilty when they talk to me and they're like, I, <laughs> I like, don't make dinner that much. How do you make dinner that much? Um, mm -hmm. Like, I, First of all, I'd like love to do this, right? I wouldn't be doing it. And I kind of dragged Betsy along the cooking with me. And now she loves to do it too. So I enjoy it. If you don't enjoy it, you don't have to make dinner most nights. 
make yourself, um, if you're really into rice and beans, make yourself some rice and beans and that's dinner. That's now we fancied that up and called it a burrito bowl. There you go. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think kind of letting go of some of the guilt and letting dinner be what you want it to be is fine. And we all go through also periods and seasons of our life. I know I did this. We went on hiatus um, from our podcast. And I think I spent two weeks eating cereal for dinner. <laughs> I was just over it. I was like, I can't cook anymore. I'm sick of looking at recipes. I'm just sick of it. I'm sick of it. And eventually I was like, but you know what? I saw this arepa recipe the other day. Mm. And then slowly but surely, you know, come back to cooking. So I think it's also about the seasons of life you're in. If you're going to grad school and you're busy every night of the week, if you've got kids and they're virtual schooling for the past 18 months <laughs> and you're just getting your head above water and mm -hmm. all you can do is make quesadillas great yeah Excellent. perfect good for you i think um and then as far as the skill i would just sometimes i push back gently on people and i say sure you know you can definitely learn how to know when a steak is done you can learn better knife skills you can um, learn what time it is you know how much time it takes to cook pasta on average but also you need good recipes. And I think a lot of people are cooking from not great recipes in this age of the internet and the internet search. That first recipe that comes up for something may not be the best. And so I think finding some reliable sources, you know, I used to be a teacher. I used to say this to my kids all the time, like, where did you get that source from? How do you know? And I think sometimes mm -hmm. applying that to recipes as well isn't a bad idea. Right. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You mentioned that you had cereal for dinner for two weeks. What are your other, uh -huh. do you have, are, what are your other, like, I'm not cooking. I don't want to deal. I just need calories. What, what else? What else you got? Oh gosh. Um, I love the 10 o'clock sandwich, which is an oldie, but a goodie from my mother. Oh. And so <laughs> it is meant to be eaten at 10 o'clock after you get home from a bar. And, um, <laughs> but it is just a quarter of an onion that you dice up fine. Mm -hmm. And then you saute it really gently in some butter, just so the onion gets nice and soft. And then you scramble three eggs. Mm. I do three eggs. Cause you know, um, toast some bread. Mm -hmm. If I have white bread in the house, this is the best with white bread, but you can also do it with a crazy fiber bread that you're eating. Cause you're 41. Um, <laughs> And then, you know, just pour the eggs in with those that, you know, real soft onions and just gently scramble those eggs and you just pile it on top of buttered toast. And it's this just very comforting, just elevated one step above making scrambled eggs kind of dinner. Mm -hmm. And that to me is super comfort food. And I love to make that. Uh, the other thing is like fake egg drop soup, which is just heating up a little bit of better than bouillon maybe with a couple slivers of garlic knob, if I've got like a little bit of garlic, uh, garlic, ginger, when is a garlic knob? Who knows? <laughs> ginger um, in there. Yeah. Maybe with a clove of garlic that I just smash and just mm -hmm. simmer that for a little bit. And then again, scramble an egg, pour it in there real quick and you kind of set the egg and you've got kind of a brief facsimile of egg drop soup to make. I like an egg. If yeah. I don't really want to cook, I go towards eggs because they're always got them in the fridge great source of protein, super yum. 
economical, you know, mm-hmm. three eggs is not going to set you back any amount of money and delicious. I love a good egg. Fantastic. Thank you for sharing those. I love them. Mm-hmm. And for folks who'd like to check out your podcast and get inspired to figure out what the heck they want to have for dinner, <laughs> where can they find you? Well, our podcast is everywhere. And so if you just go to your favorite podcast streamer, like we're on Apple Podcasts and all those places, we're Dinner Sisters Podcast. You can find us there. We're also on Instagram at the Dinner Sisters Podcast, and you can find us on Facebook. And we've got a great Facebook group. If you're interested about learning what the heck to have for dinner, we'd love to have you over there too. Oh, yeah. I joined your Facebook group. It's really yeah, great. I've got some good wonderful. So sweet. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, Kate, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. It was great chatting with you. Hi, this is Kate coming to you with your tiny assignment, which is super simple. Take a minute to jot down the recipes that you know and you love and you know that when you make them, everybody, for the most part, is happy. As Kate was pointing out, you really only need three recipes in a week, maybe less. And you really, I've read that you really only need 10 recipes total to be able to make a variety of meals that never feels old, but without having to spend too much time looking up and researching new ones. So just take out a piece of paper and jot down all the dinners that you know how to make and you know that you like. That way, the next time that you're wondering, what in the heck are we having for dinner tonight? Or you're sitting down to plan your grocery shopping, which I'm going to talk about tomorrow, so I hope you'll come back. You can look at your list of dinners that you know. And then you'll be able to pick one or two and know exactly what you need to put on your grocery list. Okay, so I hope that you will come back tomorrow when we are talking about how cooking doesn't start in the kitchen. It actually starts in the grocery store. And I'm sharing two strategies for making your grocery shopping an easy and reliable part of your cooking strategy. Thanks for listening to How to Be a Better Person. Our theme song is Left for Deadish by Junior85. The podcast is mixed by Sound Advice Strategies. If you liked what you heard in this episode, share it with someone you think would like it too. Your voice matters. Also, How to Be a Better Person has an official newsletter that sends the past seven episodes, a sneak peek of the week ahead, and one well-chosen meme to your inbox every Saturday morning. Sign up at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com and click on Get Podcast News. I also love to hear from listeners. I mean, I love it. Send me an email by clicking on the Contact Kate button at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com. Tweet me at Kate Han, K-A-T-E-H-A-N, or find me on Instagram at Kate Hanley Author. I look forward to connecting with you. 